0: All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. We have Kaylee Bell joining us today. Kaylee is a podcast strategist, so it's a perfect perfect guest to be bringing on today. Um, She helps ambitious entrepreneurs who want to create high converting audio and video content. She went from VA to course creator to agency owner. She's here to simplify and systemize creating and launching your podcast and YouTube channel. I love it. Her belief is that once you create one piece of content, you can share it everywhere. All right, guys, so excited to bring her on. Let's cue that intro and then we'll jump on. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. All right, Kaylee, welcome. Hello,
1: thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Um, I want to start with the first question that this podcast was essentially built on, which is, do you think that there is a difference between a solopreneur and a business owner? And if so, what do you think that difference is?
1: Oh, there's definitely a difference. But defining that difference gets tricky because I think it is more of a mindset than it is like Mm -hmm. an actual tangible. Like, of course, if you have like a team and you have, you know, like a personal brand or you have like where you're selling programs, like that's more of like a CEO business owner type role. Like from my perspective, when I'm looking at the outside, but I think it really has to do with like, When like, so I started off as a VA and I definitely wasn't like the solopreneur, like I'm just taking jobs and I have contracts and I have all of this stuff going on and I don't have like a clear pathway for our clients to go down. I don't have a like an assigned system that this is what we do. This is our strategy. And I think when you kind of start to bring those pieces in and you get really clear on like who you serve, what your processes are, I feel like you kind of transition into that more business owner, CEO role.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that you talked about having kind of a a process for what you walk clients through. And I think that's so key. What did you do to start to get that process set up in your own business?
1: A lot of trial and error. (laughs) We, so we, you know, worked with podcasters from the time I started my business. So like from the very first VA clients I had a lot of them had podcasts. So just like kind of diving into that and seeing what worked and what didn't and like, what was the most efficient, effective, like best ROI way to do things and just taking notes along the way. And so we like, we set everything up in a sauna and have like a full process laid out. We're always tweaking and changing things. Um, But like, we have a clear process for our clients, like from onboarding them talking about their branding and their messaging and what their podcast should focus on and how they can turn that into a moneymaker for their business. So like at the very core of everything, like that is what we focus on.
0: Yeah. So, uh, what did it look like and how does it look different now? So what did it look like when you were operating your business as a solopreneur versus now where you you're operating as a business owner?
1: Yeah. So I definitely like was working with anybody and everybody doing anything and everything. And then we, like, when I say we, I have a business partner, Shannon, she came onto my business shortly after I started. Um, but so we started off like just doing, like what people needed for their podcast without a whole lot of strategy backing it up. Like it was just, we need to edit the audio, we need to get things pushed out. And then as we really started to like hone in on our business mission, we definitely like started to add in our own theology around what we were doing. Um, Mm. And now like I solely focus on like the client communication and strategy pieces and all of those fun things and getting clients and setting up our programs and recording those trainings and all of that stuff while Shannon nice. handles like all of the tech stuff. So we're both like working in our zones of genius. And I think nice. that that is part of that equation to like transitioning from a solopreneur to a CEO is like, you're only working in your zone of genius and what, you know, you're best at and what's going to be the highest return for you and bring you the most joy.
0: Right. So when, when did you really start to make that shift? Because I know people who are solopreneurs, they're trying to make that leap to business owner and they're like, I just can't get there. Right. What, where did you start to see yourself really making that shift? And what were some of those first action steps that you took to, to make that transition? Yeah. So I
1: definitely like when I first started, I was so happy just to have clients, right? Like like, I'm doing the thing. I replaced my nine to five income. Like it's all good. And then I started to realize like I was trading I was like still trading time for money and I wasn't really like taking it to that next level. And then, you know, all of, I followed a bunch of people who had taken it to the next level. And I was like, that's what I want to do. That's where I want to be. And so that's when I kind of like hired Shannon on um, basically full time to kind of run all the tech pieces. And I started creating our systems and processes and programs and all of those things to kind of take it to the next level instead of just being like this one-off service provider.
0: Yeah. And what did you do to create the time to, um, build all that out? Um, because I see a lot of people who are stuck as solopreneurs and they, they are trading their time for money. And so they don't, they look at it and go, well, I have to be delivering to my clients. I have to be doing all this stuff. So where am I going to find the time to build out the SOPs, to build out the structure, to be able to then move to that next level? Um, what, what is your perspective on that and how were you able to make that uh, transition there?
1: Yeah. So definitely bringing on Shannon to help do all the tech pieces really allowed me more time, but I also would set aside like whole days. Like Friday was like my CEO day and I would only work on our internal stuff in our business. Mm, So whether that was, you know, SOPs or marketing or recording podcast episodes for, you know, us internally um, I kind of like really blocked that time off and made sure like this is dedicated to working on our business, not on our clients' businesses, because yeah. just like everybody else, I find it really easy to market for our clients and do all yeah. of their stuff. It's so much harder to work on your own. Yeah. Um, but now like what I do is basically the first hour or two that I work is focused on like our marketing stuff and our backend stuff. And then yeah. I move on to the client communication all of those things. So I can make sure that all of the stuff internally gets done because as much as we want to work on our client stuff. And as important as that is, if we don't have our ducks in a row, it all crumbles from there.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. And did you have any kind of system in place to make sure that that time was prioritized? It's interesting. I found that sometimes when you have more time to do things, you're less focused. And so did you have a system to stay focused and to make sure that you were prioritizing the right tasks to move your business forward?
1: Yeah. So I have a whole like checklist of things that I do each day. And so marketing minutes is one of those. So like I go through and I go and connect with people in Facebook groups and I follow up with messages and like all of those little pieces. And then me and Shannon also have like a weekly meeting where she like comes to me and she's like, this process isn't working. I think this is taking too much time for what we're charging. So we look at like, can we make that... Like process runs smoother and more quickly, or like, do we need to up the price point for that? So we're always like looking at different things and adjusting and tweaking. But like having that daily and weekly like to do list, like these are the things that are like my non-negotiables that I'm going to do every single day, has been a huge game changer and keeping me consistent. Because Mm -hmm. if I'm not consistent, like with keeping things up to date and with our marketing, then like it's really easy to get consistently inconsistent and
0: stop doing all those things all together. Right. Consistently inconsistent. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So why did you decide to start your business in the first place? Like leave that nine to five. Why did you decide to go that route? Because you and we both know that business is hard. It is yeah. not a walk in the park.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is definitely difficult, but it's a different kind of difficult than working in your nine to five. Yeah. And The biggest thing for me is I have two kiddos and my oldest kid, it was her birthday and I had worked, I used to work in early childhood education. And so like I was working 10, 12 hour days, like filling in for people and coming in early and doing all of the things. And on her birthday, I like ended up working a super long shift and she was like, I wish we would have been able to spend more time together on my birthday. And I was like, oh, OK, well, th- this is it. And so I was like yeah. scrolling through Facebook that night and it was like a blaring sign. I got a Facebook ad for like how to become a VA. And so I was like, all right, I'm doing it. And that was her birthday's in September. So it was September 17th. And then by December 12th, I had quit my full time job.
0: Wow. So how did you make that transition so quickly? I know people who are working to get there, but they haven't they haven't gotten to that point yet. So how did you get there so quickly?
1: Yeah, it was a lot of getting up early in the morning and like working on stuff. And I also got my job to transition to me to where I was working basically I was working four twelves and then sometimes on that fifth day I would come in some, but I had like a dedicated time that I could work on the business and I was working on my lunch breaks and I was working after the kids went to bed and all of the things just to like get it started up. And I had a date on my calendar. I was like, we were going on a trip that my boss would not approve the time off for. So I was like, all right, well I'm quitting before then. So I like basically put it on my planner and was like, you're quitting on this day. And that's on this day, you're putting in your two weeks and it's just a non-negotiable and you'll figure it out. And it was like, yeah. as anybody who works in the online space knows, there are ups and downs. And so like there were down oh, months after that where it, you know, felt really hard, but I've always been able to bring it back up again with just staying consistent and focusing on the actions that I know bring in clients.
0: Mm, I love that. And what are those actions for you? The, those consistent actions that are bringing in clients? Yeah. So
1: it's definitely like we have our podcast and we get a lot of people from our podcast, but we've launched that Mm -hmm. more recently. I wish. So that's like just now it's like getting that traction of like people are purchasing programs and stuff from it. And so that's really fun to see. Um, But really it's like building those connections. I'm really big on like talking to people, whether it's through DMS or like getting on zoom or whatever it is, like just talking to people because even if they are going to become a client, they might know somebody who's going to become a client and they trust you. And so like just building those relationships with people, um, reaching out to people and giving them advice and commenting on their Facebook post. And even if it doesn't have anything to do with business, like just building those connections has been a really big way that we've driven like our core clients that we really want to work with, like our ideal people that are just really kind and fun to work with, driving them into our business. And yeah. then them giving us referrals has been huge as well.
0: Mm, I love that. That's a really great breakdown there. So as you've kind of gone and become a business owner now, what would you say uh, is the biggest challenge that you face now, uh, currently as a business owner? And, and what have you been working on to improve that that challenge and work through that challenge?
1: Yeah. So I definitely have like the shiny object syndrome where like every time something new or exciting pops up, I'm like, oh, I could do that. And I could create this program and we could do this for marketing. And why don't we do this and hop over here and offer this service? And so like, I really have to like, take some time to like, I make a list of like, here's all the things I want to do. And then if I keep like coming back to it again, like I'll keep adding it to the list. So I'm like, okay, you've been thinking about this for, you know, six months or three months. So you know, you can Start working on it now, but also like just staying consistent on like, I think it's Amy Porterfield says like you need 18 months to focus on something before you can tell if it's a success or not. Like don't give Mm. up on it until you're 18 months into the process. Mm. So definitely making sure that like when you launch a program or launch a service that you're consistently marketing it for that long before you're like, this isn't working. I give up like you can tweak your messaging, but like keep the offer the same and right. keep working at it until you kind of hit that 18 month mark. And then you'll know for sure whether it's a hit or a miss.
0: Mm, yeah. I think that that's a good timeline. I think a lot of people are like, Oh, a month, yeah, two right. months, <laughs> maybe, you know, <laughs> you're like, that's not enough time. <laughs> okay. Very neat. So what does your, your current team look like and what was that process to getting your first hire?
1: Yeah. So it's just me and Shannon still that's, nice. i I have like thought about hiring more people on, you know, because like I pay Shannon, like she's my business partner. So like I pay her a higher rate than what I would pay, you know, like a VA or something like that. Um, But it's, we have so many good, like such a good camaraderie between us and systems and everything runs so smoothly right now that I'm just like, I don't even know if I want to bring in more people and like rock the boat. Eventually we will probably get to the place where, and I have a program now where I teach people how to become a podcast manager. Mm. So like eventually I'll probably hire out from that group. Um, but right now it's just kind of cool keeping it just us and we're local to each other so we can have in-person meetings and all that's nice as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's really nice. So what has been the biggest thing that you've learned from bringing on another person into your business and having that, that new dynamic
1: Yeah, definitely. Communication is key. Like that's we were friends before we went into this business together. And we always said, like, we're not going to let anything in the business like come between our friendship. And we do like we text about the business and we text about our kids and like we're. All over the place, um, right. but like anytime there's like uh, something pops up, like we've worked really hard because both of us are kind of people pleasers, so we don't mm-hmm. like to rock the boat. We don't like confrontation, so we've worked really hard on like if something comes up, just like say it as soon as it comes up, and right. because we don't want to like let it fester and cause resentment or anything like that. And so yeah, we've gotten really good at like communicating and kind of negotiating like what right. both of us want to kind of bring that vision together
0: yeah and what does that communication look like on a daily basis are you constantly like updating each other as far as what happened happening I know I've heard some people are like oh is, th- is there a thing is too much communication um what has been kind of the the day-to-day look like with that communication
1: Yeah. So we usually have like a weekly meeting where she like comes over and we drink coffee and we work together and we talk for like an hour about everything that's going on. Um, But then also it's like, you know, it is pretty constant. It's, you know, a couple of messages a day usually where we're going back and forth and this client asked this, do you know what they want? Or I just talked to this person and they want to switch up this strategy to start posting more reels. Like those basic things kind of. Bouncing back and forth. Yeah. Um, and we do a lot of that through text message, but then we also like inside Asana, like I'm going through and like commenting and, you know, adding things to the task. So it's all kind of, if it's something that needs to be continuously done, then it's all in that same spot. So each time she goes in to work on a task, everything's there for her.
0: That's awesome. I like that process of updating it continuously because then it's it doesn't set this like, oh, we just need to build out these systems one time and then they gotta stay the same. It's like, no, right. we gotta be updating it consistently. So that's very cool. So what has been probably the most important systems that you've implemented in your own business?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely like so. I use a sauna for everything. This is yeah. like the time of a sauna. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I have like different folders, like for like key performance indicators for our business and who I've reached out to. And like, so it's like a leads and prospecting. So like people I've talked to where they're at, what they might need, when I should follow up with them, um, list of Facebook groups that I can post in or market in or where I have found really good connections before. Mm -hmm. So just keeping track of all of that information in one place has been a total like, brain and time saver, because I'm not sitting there. Like I used to just have like a folder on my computer of like links of different groups within I can never remember. Yeah. Like what should I post in what group and where and when? Right. And so I have it Like all broken down. So it's easy each week to go back in. And I also have like three weeks worth of social posts all planned out inside Asana with graphics and everything. And so I'm like nice. constantly posting those things on repeat. Yeah. Um, to just keep content going out to different places.
0: Right. So how would you manage your content differently as a business owner compared to a solopreneur?
1: Yeah. So I definitely think that like when you are a business owner, you're talking more to the masses. So like you're posting more like on, like I have my personal facebook page in professional mode like things like that like you're constantly posting to your personal page because you're building a brand you're not just like reaching out to individual businesses for like 20 hours of work for a month or something like that you're really building a whole business not just like reaching out to people one-on-one yeah
0: yeah yeah. Okay. Um. And what role do you think podcasting has in the, in the realm of content? Like when, when does somebody know that it would be a good direction to start a podcast for them?
1: Yeah. This is like my favorite subject ever. So
0: how... <laughs> That's what I wanted to talk about yeah. I'm like, let's get into the podcasting now. Yeah.
1: So the biggest thing is like how to know when you're ready is you have to have a proven offer first. It's just like running Facebook ads or something like you have to before you go and invest, you have to know that you're going to be able to have an ROI. You have to know that your offer sells. You have to know what the messaging is around that. You have to know who's interested in it.
0: Um, Do you and have we- specific metrics as far as what makes uh, something a proven offer?
1: yeah I mean I would say like if you're getting consistent sales from it because it varies yeah. so much based on price point so like if you're right. looking at it and you're like I'm able to sell the like this program or this service but I'm having to do a lot of marketing effort like yeah. it's okay if you're putting in a lot of effort to marketing as long as you have sales and you have people coming back with testimonials saying this was a great offer this really worked for me and right. um, as long as you have that kind of data the like yes, this works. This is who it's for. And yes, people are interested in it. Like that's all that we need to know. Um, And then we can really dive into the, to creating the podcast and making sure that that messaging is on point and taking that data that you've gained from all of that marketing that you've done previously. Um, And we always work on monetizing internally first. So instead of like trying to get sponsorships or ads or anything like that, we're working on promoting your, Offers, your services, mm. whatever you have going on, like we're promoting that first before we promote anything else. And the best part of it is that your podcast is not just one and done. It's not just yeah. let's release a podcast episode, it's let's release a podcast episode and then turn it into a YouTube video and then YouTube mm. shorts and reels and TikToks and posts and stories and a blog and an email and all of these things so that yeah. you can literally hop on Zoom or StreamYard or wherever with somebody for 30 minutes each week. And then you have a full marketing plan after that, that you like, you don't have to touch, you can have a team that does that all for you. All you have to do is record the audio, do the interview, and then all of the content sounds like you because it's taken directly from what you said. It's not from social media manager going in and trying to concoct something based off of, you know, a spreadsheet you've given them with some messaging information.
0: Yeah. So is that, does your company come in and do that for everybody in terms of they, you turn the podcast into all of the other marketing, uh, content? Yep. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, that, yeah, that's so nice. Um, and being able to do that. Do you find that, uh, you have to balance what you post so then it doesn't get repetitive? Or is that not really a problem that you see in terms of like, if you post one thing on uh, tons of different platforms, is that a good strategy to use or no?
1: So this is a question I get all the time and people really like stress about this. They're like, I yeah. don't to post, like people are going to see it on Instagram and they're going to see it on TikTok and they're going to be able to tell that I'm repurposing. First of all, who cares if they can tell you're repurposing? They'll be like, that girl's smart posting this to multiple <laughs> But uh, also the odds of somebody seeing it on Instagram and on Facebook and on TikTok is super slim unless right. they're like have it set to where you they're getting a notification on every platform every time you post. They're probably not going to see it in multiple places. And if even if they do see it, they're probably not going to remember that they saw it yesterday somewhere else. Um, And then it takes, we all know it takes like, you know, seven to 14 to 21 impressions for a message to really sink in. So by posting about that one specific topic that the podcast covered for seven days in a row, we're really taking the audience on a journey and allowing them to really mm. dive deep into that piece of content so that at the end of that seven days, they're left wanting more information and they're going to go listen to the podcast episode or they're going to reach out to you and say, how do I implement this? They're going to they're take some action because they've been exposed to it enough times and have enough information to feel compelled to do so.
0: Yeah. Okay. I love that. Um, And I really like that perspective in terms of you don't have to be so worried about repurposing content to other platforms because people probably don't see it and they're not paying attention that well. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. Very cool. So my last question to you before we kind of finish up for today is, um, what does the prep look like for you for, for podcasts? I'm I'm curious just cause I'm, I'm curious myself too, is what is that, that prep side of things when you get guests on and things like that? Do you spend a lot of time prepping? Is it a, is it fast process? What does that look like for you?
1: Yeah. So we, uh, we offer podcast guest booking as well for our clients so we have like an 11 step guest booking process that like includes going through and researching the podcast making sure it's the right fit um kind of seeing like what topics we think would be a good fit for them to talk about um so we go through that whole process we pitch the guest we get them all set up um write interview questions out And then, and a lot of those are like, they are recyclable, right? We're going from one podcast episode to the next and it's all covering some general type of theme. So, yeah. So we're able to kind of recycle those. And then, so like from our client's perspective, like they get on and they have their interview questions. Some of our clients write them themselves. Some of them have us do it. It's a 50, 50 split there. Um, So they get on the podcast or on zoom or wherever and go in and record the podcast episode. They download it drop it into Google drive and then we take it and turn it into all of the things for them. um, And then follow up with the guests. Like I know that you do, we send them the graphics and all of that stuff so they can promote on their socials as
0: well. Amazing. I love that process. And I like that idea of also being able to kind of center around general topics. So you don't have to spend too much time, like thinking of new content and questions to ask. Yeah. So that's a helpful way to save time as well. Well, this has been absolutely amazing. I know you do have a free community that people can join. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, and where people can find you in general, if they, if they want to start a podcast, if they want to get help with repurposing stuff, where can they go? Yeah, so we
1: have our free Facebook group. Um, it's just all things podcasting. So you can search for that in the search bar and it'll pop up for you. And I do lives in there. There's a ton of previous lives. So if you have a question, search for it. There's probably a video in there that covers it. Um, and then we have all of our programs. Our website's allthingspodcasting.com. Um, and if you click on the programs tab, it'll take you through all of our different offers, we have everything from $12 to $9.97, depending on what you need and where you're at. And then we also have our one-on-one services and you can book a call through our website as well.
0: Amazing. Thank you so, so much. This has been awesome. Do you have anything else you want to add before we finish up for today? I don't think so. This has been great. Thanks so much for having me on. Yes. Thank you so much. Going to go ahead and cue that outro. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.